It used to be hard to find the exact auto parts you needed, and that meant spending a lot of time at swap meets. It's a different game now when you can order exactly what you need from eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts, so you can always find the right fitment. Spend less time searching and more time building with the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Moms, at Vanguard, you're more than just a parent. You're the heart of the family. You're the first responder to any need. You can be the hero and the villain, sometimes on the same day. Because you know that in the end, your legacy is the values you instill in them. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. Because the future you're building is bigger than yourself. Discover the value of ownership at Vanguard.com. Fund shareholders own the funds that own Vanguard. Vanguard Marketing Corporation. Distributor. At Capella University, you're in control of your education. With the game-changing FlexPath format, you can set your own deadlines and move at your own pace. The faster you move, the more you save. Visit capella.edu to learn more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 30 of the Hawks Talks podcast and all things Atlanta Hawks podcast, hosted by two lifelong Hawks fans. As always, I'm Jackson Redman, joined today by my co-host, Logan Barnes. Logan, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good. Just, uh... Enjoyed that incredibly boring All Star weekend. I, I didn't even watch it. I I was uh, I, actually, I officially I, I protested. I, I, I actually protested it. I, I protested the absence of Trey Young, and I decided not to watch it. I'd be lying if I said I watched it. The worst thing is the only thing I checked in for was the dunk contest, which was like historically bad. Well, that's the issue when you throw a bunch of like end of the rotation guys into the dunk contest just because they can but, jump. But like, it also requires creativity and style. And so, like there was they, none of that. They did found. it in halftime too. So I mean, it was very clearly just like a side. I mean, th- there shouldn't have been any All Star festivities anyway. It, no, well, yeah, no. There was, a, there was an article given COVID, COVID <laughs> situations, but yeah, it, I want to talk. It was funny how what was it the day was it the day of or the day before the All Star game? A there was that thing. Of. The day of, it's like oh, Joel Embiid and Bill Simmons and Ben Simmons, not Bill Simmons. He didn't make no damn All Star list. I hope. I wish um, Bill Simmons would get COVID. <laughs> Is that, okay, you know what, that was, yeah, go ahead. You know, that's a bit too much, Logan, but I, I get the sentiment, you know, but, you know, obviously good health to Bill Simmons, you know, he's uh actually behind us in the New England rankings of a uh, sports podcast, which is pretty funny. The day of the All-Star game, it's like, oh, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons were around a Barbara COVID date playing tonight, so you're like, oh, well, that's unfortunate. Uh, how, how much are we going to miss... Joel Embiid posting up and uh, drawing a foul and Ben Simmons making layups. Oh, man, we're just missing out so much on this All-Star game. And then uh, <laughs> I think Zion replaced um, Joel Embiid as a starter on KD's team. And then KD's team. Z- I didn't watch the game, like I said before, but I did see the final score. And, uh, yeah, KD's team got blown out, people. And Z- Zion was an absolute burger. That dude was boring. as He missed, like, th- two or three dunks. And, like, they kept throwing lobs to him because, like, they're like, oh, it's an all-star game. Let's throw lobs to Zion. And that dude was, like, like Clint Capella's had more exciting lobs this year than, than that. I'm, was... I, didn't, I didn't even see the stats to it. I did hear that uh, it was, like, a pretty bad performance from some people. I will admit it's very funny how Bradley Bill had the most shots on Katie's team and proceeded to uh, lose by 20. But, <laughs> I mean, you know, obviously for slander reasons, I'm going to point that out, but... Hey man, I hope y'all enjoyed Demontis Sabonis and Mike Conley. I, I hope y'all, I hope y'all were just so excited watching Demontis Sabonis put up three points or whatever. I hope uh, actually Jalen Brown is, was actually kind of hooping, so like good for him. And Zach Levine, I mean, who, uh, you know, who won the other things? Like who won the dunk contest and all of that? 
I, I don't even know. I think Anthony Simons won the dunk contest. I turned it off because it was just so bad. And yeah, I, I mean, I'm not blaming you, but... I don't even know if they wanted to declare a winner. Like, it, you could just tell, oh, like, 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 even the judges were disappointed. Like, the the, the guys yeah, on the were disappointed. You they had, like, tell. the pride of the Atlanta dunkers. Like, Josh Smith, you know, Spud Webb, Dominique Wilkins, Jason Richardson. And it's just like, here's Afrony Simons versus Obi Toppin in the dunk contest. Obi, I mean, it's funny because Obi Toppin and Cassius Stanley, like, both of those guys you would think could just put on like an incredible show for a dunk contest like that's kind of their thing man like obi toppin was i mean obi toppin and cassius stanley were like the two best dunkers in college basketball last year and they just i mean they had some nice dunks but they were not creative they weren't like holy shit they just like did this crazy dunk. it was just like okay you know oh cool anthony simons put on the tracy mcgrady jersey and did the Tracy McGrady dunk. Dude, that was like that was bad. It's like wow, that's so cool. <laughs> also, dog. why why did he do T Mac? Because he plays for the Blazers. Why wouldn't he do um Clyde Drexler? Like I don't know. I don't. Whatever. Maybe he know. just maybe he just has a personal affection. I do want to point out. I'm looking at the box score now. My guy Paul George was hooping. That man. That man dropped seventeen point six eight five of seven from deep. I I want to know why the hell Luca played thirty two minutes. <laughs> He played 32 minutes at eight points on three of seven shots. I mean, that I mean, man was just—he was just—he was, he was nice, just out there running. He was just having a nice light jog out there, and I get it. But like, I don't know why not? Why not? Why play for? Why play anyone for 32 minutes? Like LeBron played like 15. I, I no, LeBron played 13 minutes. LeBron and Rudy Gobert both played 15 minutes. I, oh, I didn't even know that Kevin Durant actually show. didn't play in the game. Yeah, no, he—he's still hurt. What? Just a stupid show. I'm sorry, but the NFL. Like they're like you know what? we're just not gonna have an actual Pro Bowl because that would be stupid. The Man, NFL they had a Madden Pro Bowl on Twitch. It was terrible. But. The the NFL had a went went about this smarter than the NBA, and that's just that's embarrassing. But you know we're definitely not just upset because Trey wasn't there. Because if Trey was there, I would have watched the whole damn thing probably. But I mean I didn't watch any of it for that exact reason. I'm riding with Trey, yo. It's facts. And it's, and it's fun. Like the, the only cool part of the game was basically Steph and Dame were like trading. 30 foot shots and it's like well it would have been fun if Trey could have done that as well he would have you know whatever whatever you know you know it's whatever you know sometimes you just gotta let it go straight up sometimes you just gotta move on hope y'all enjoyed that wonderful display you know just just hope hope it was worth it to everyone hope it was worth it to the to the players and the coaches and the fans man hope it probably wasn't straight up hope y'all had just a great time just you know good for y'all man proud of y'all but uh we, we, this podcast is not actually just us complaining about the all-star game so this is our first we've had like a bunch of stuff to talk about because we haven't potted in a week so yeah we have not podcasted since lloyd got fired there have been two games since then i think we'll just briefly t- discuss those games and then we'll get into sort of the subject of the episode which is basically a, a review of the first half of the season for the hawks um, well, I also wanted to talk about that uh, Lloyd article. You remember the athletic one, like that got posted like Wednesday? Oh yeah, you, by, it was. I was Kirshner, wondering if we right? talk about that. Yeah, by Kirshner. Which we have to point out, Kirshner and LP have some beef. Had had some beef, dog. So it's not they were they definitely weren't rocking with each other. Kirsch had that article ready. He he was prepared to just he he was ready. That was that was his ether right there. That was his whole career. Really the lad. He's like he's like Lloyd. Listen. I appreciate the interviews, but I'll be seeing yeah. you. He draw. He clicked. Lloyd, Lloyd's gonna have to come get it back in blood. 
Look, dude, I don't know if anybody's heard about this. I, this is an inside source. And by I, inside source, I mean literally anyone that follows LP on Twitter. His likes are hilarious. He's liking stuff like the next Hawks head coach will have to deal with Trey Young. And it's like, come on, dude. Like, it's, it's, if it wasn't for Trey, you would have not to have had like 20 of those wins. It's It's become clear that like one of Lloyd's biggest issues was that he just like cared too much about his image and about like hate. Like he was always like even a year ago, he was liking tweets of people that were hating on him, and I'm like, that's something that players get made fun of for, and coaches are supposed, like, coaches are supposed to be the mature, they're, they're supposed to be coaches the Coaches are supposed to be like, like, when you think of, like, coaches, you're, like, mentally tough, mature, like, voice of reason, meanwhile, LP's like, you know what, anybody's, y'all are catching shots I, for dissing me on Twitter. I will say this again, he blocked Miss D. That's just a coach that his head was just not in the game, man. He was worried too much about, like, his t- Twitter. Like, he was worried too much about haters. And it's just, like, he's good. By letter on Instagram, mentioned his haters, but didn't mention the team or, like, any players. He was like, yeah, man, you know, we're good. I, you know, my family, we're blessed to have been given this opportunity. We're going to keep going to all the haters out there, man. You know, you didn't do nothing to me. And I'm like, you're going you're gonna to talk about the players that you coached for the past three years? No. You're just going to mention your... It's just, like... He, it's it's really is like he just wasn't mature enough yet to be a head coach, and and you can. Tell he also that, just didn't have the talent to carry him past. Well, that. well there you go. <laughs> but you could just tell that like. Look, I I kind of like when we did that emergency podcast that Kirshner Kirshner article with uh it was with it was no not Kirshner sorry Chris Kirshner he <laughs> dropped that article. And it was a bombshell on LP. All of my, oh, not dancing on the grave, being nice about the LP situation, like you wouldn't instruct me to do, that's out the window. Well, That man, be- he was bullying Cameron! <laughs> well, to be fair, I, I do think, like, Kushner clearly is a little bit sometimes a mouthpiece for the front office. And the front office is always going to put out, like, no it. an article to sort of justify their decision. You know what I mean? Like, Schlenk has to cover his ass, too, to make sure, like, it's known, hey, I had to make this decision. Like, this wasn't just me being scared for my own job. Like, and so, it's, I, I, it's definitely a little bit of, like, front office politicking. Like, hey, let's put out, like, hey, Kirshner, like, put out an article. I, I got some information for you. Put this out. So, that way, you know, it, it looks a lot more reasonable why I fired him. And uh, but no, legitimately, assuming all that's true, I would assume he wasn't just writing an article of false information. Well, it was more than just Kirshner. I'm looking back at the article now, and it was a Kirshner, Sam Amick, and David Aldridge at Athletic. And I know Amick and Aldridge are pretty respected nationally in the media, so just yeah. want to fuel more uh, fire to the more fuel more hate to the LP fire. There you go. That was. I, uh, I'm, I, I'm still you mind if we go ahead and talk about sentence, the article now while we're on the topic? Of course. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I mean, you know, I'm throwing. I, who doesn't like LP, and throwing the fire on people who are like, oh, yeah, let's, like, be nice to LP. Like, nah, let's just, like, hate on the dude. Like, let's slander the man. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll we'll have a discussion about metaphors later on. But, like, not, now's not the time. Yeah, no, that. that's fine. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm a bit rusty from the podcast. It's been seven days. Um, firstly, Cam, apparently Lloyd was bullying Cam, which was truthfully enough. After that, I was completely that, off funny. the big respect. I'm sorry, but that's funny. Cam felt like he was being, quote, picked on after turnovers and stuff, which I'm sorry. That's funny. That's just funny, man. Like, just the mental image of Cam, like, losing his dribble and falling down, and then he gets pulled, and Lloyd just, like, bullying him like a middle schooler, and Cam just sulks. It, I'm, I'm sorry. That's just too funny. Um, that's, however, probably not the way you want to go about developing a young player, and that was LP's whole claim to fame was that he was a developmental coach. So, definitely a I, I, I do want to say this. <laughs> 
someone in the Hawks Discord had a very funny message when it happened, and it says in in uh, like quotations, LP repeatedly rewinding double spin move versus Heat last year. In quotations, fuck you doing here, Cam. <laughs> I mean, come on, that's just quality. But Cam does not deserve to be bullied. Logan, you actually had a very funny thing to say to me. You were like, I bet you if Shalik found out that Lloyd was bullying Cam, he fired him. He's like, no, nah, you ain't you oh. ain't you ain't bullying Cam, dog. You know what it is. That's true. I, I feel like I feel like Lloyd and Trey, they can they can beef all they want. Lloyd and John because apparently John, John Collins even apparently had issues with LP, and John is always the most like charismatic, just easygoing. John's like the military saint player on the team. Yeah, he he's the guy that seems like I mean, frankly, he seems like the most coachable guy on the team besides like Hunter, right? Like John just kind of does plays his role. He he probably thinks he doesn't get enough shots, but you never really hear about it from him directly. Of course, sometimes you know stuff gets leaked, but that that's not John's fault. Um, John and John had issues issues with LP, and it's like, man, LP just wasn't ready to handle a locker room. I don't think. I think X's and O's is something you always get better with an eight, like in time. You know what I mean? Like the young coaches are never the X's and O's guys. You know what I mean? But you, if you do, if you don't have the X's and O's to to just schematically get your team wins, then you you gotta at least be able to hold the locker room together. And uh, part of that article, he's LP just lost it and he in it was beyond recovery so you know what man like yeah i mean legitimately you bully cam i'm sure schlenk got so mad at that he instantly fired lp like he 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 filled out the pink slip immediately because cam reddish is schlenk's little baby and i i feel like he he does not appreciate bullying his his prized possession but no absolutely not like straight up he does not and I know you don't appreciate it either. I, I think it's kind of funny. I don't. I don't think it's funny at all. I, I think it's. I think we should pull up on Lloyd. <laughs> okay, well, I'm showing up at the next. I'm showing up at the next DNC fundraiser. I'm, I'm gonna let Lloyd. All right, I might go to jail for that one. Wow, that could be taken really right. out of context. Look, Lloyd Pierce, it's on site, dog. I ever see you out in public, I'm gonna confront you about this. So if you're, so he might listen to Hawks talks. Honestly, like I wouldn't put it beyond him. Miss D has liked one of our like our tweets posting the episodes, and he's blocked her. So he might have seen it, wow. Logan. Lloyd Pierce could be listening to this, and Lloyd. I just want to say, Lloyd, you are weighing over your head. You got fired. I'm, I'm glad to see you gone. Nate McMillan is ten times the man and the coach you'll oh, ever Jesus. be. Jesus. Yeah, I'm calling it a manhood. I think if we attach the podcast to a tweet about how LP like wasn't ready to coach, I think LP would actually see it and like this. Like he, he would tweet it to be like, terrible podcast. This is why I'm rocking with Hawks Beat. Hey, man. Shout out to Hawks Beat. Shout out to Hawks I actually, I actually finally listened to some, to some Hawks Beat content. I, I liked it. It's, is it know, good? Is it good? What's the word? He, he, What's the word? He's chill. He's laid back like us, which I which I liked. He, he's just sort of like he wasn't super robotic. He wasn't like super formal. He was just chilling. I, I liked it. I uh, don't listen to a lot of Hawks podcasts lately, ironically, but you know I might tune in to Hawkspeed every once in a while. I think Hawkspeed Hawk is the second <clears throat> best Atlanta Hawks podcast. So well, well, go. statistically, they are not even in the top three for New England's metro area, but um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the, I guess that's finally the ending for Lloyd. I guess this is it. So we will never have to have Lloyd as a segment again unless he like bombs the arena. Uh, Jesus Christ! Well, I don't know. Like, and what's? Uh, I mean, we'll still probably mention Lloyd along the way. Like after we like win ten games in a row, be like, yeah, you ain't doing this with Lloyd. But like after this, there's no reasonable. There's no reason for us just to bring up like Lloyd as like a topic anymore. I mean, you know, we'll see. We we've said multiple times that we're. I mean, we'll see what plays out. I mean, it could it could definitely. So, 
Oh, that's clearly not. I will say the John Collins stuff. John Collins stuff. It's back on the discussion board. If anything, it's gotten hotter recently. We just haven't potted enough for me to bring it up. Yeah, eventually, eventually we'll have a whole trade episode. It just had a little trouble throwing that one together, but it'll come together eventually. And of, the of issue course, isn't that we're all bad at scheduling stuff. I mean, I wouldn't say bad. I mean, you know, let, let's not. Yeah, uh, I mean, it is what it is. It is not, what it is. Let's not out ourselves here. But yeah, so you know, I guess that's sort of the summary of Lloyd's last days in the in the article. And since Lloyd has been fired, the Hawks are two and zero with two two and zero. This is it. I'm I'm happy. I'm ha- I'm feeling good. I wanted to say this last week, but I'm feeling good. You, you sound just absolutely elated. <laughs> I mean, if you think back to how we won that Magic game, you would be elated too. Yeah, I just that, thought of it. I was happy again. That Magic game. So we didn't want to do a podcast for every game, but I, I really contemplated being like, man, should we do a podcast for the, that Magic game? Because that really was a crazy That was a crazy game. game. Jackson the, literally the – I, let, let, me, let me find the exact quote from Jackson. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I, know what I know exactly what quote you're talking about. I knew it was going to happen. I, I trust in Lloyd. March, March 3rd. Let me see if I can get the exact time. I can't. March 3rd, I think there's about eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. Jackson said, well, this sucked, LOL. And I think about five minutes later, I said, wait a second. I was right, y'all. Jackson Jackson bowed out. He got a little he got a little scared. but I will. Okay, all right. Yeah, I did say that, but I also did say, like, when we were down by, like, 10, I did say, we're going to win this. We were did down you? by 10. I mean, I didn't, I didn't see it, but, you know, I believe you. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, that one is funny. We both had faith in our team. We had the players would have cool it on Lloyd, like in the first quarter. To be honest, I just want to bring that up. Um, that is true. The, the Hawks did get they slapped would've. in the first 100%. quarter. One hundred percent. They did get slapped in the first quarter, so it definitely could have gone differently if you know Nate McMillan wasn't there riding the pine. But yeah, I mean, it was it was two much needed wins. Like we just flat out needed those wins, just standings wise and also sort of morale wise, but. Just flat out impressive wins, you know. The, the that win against the Heat was a little bit of a comeback. Just uh, both those games, I think the main thing to take away is that the Hawks dominated the fourth quarter in both those games, like completely dominated it. So that's always just really important to see from, especially in a team sort of in limbo, like going to interim coach and things of like like that. Them winning the fourth quarter in both those games is. Very good thing to see because I once the All Star game or once All Star break is over, which is in a few days, like the Hawks need to get right back to winning. Like they they can't yeah like ride. The there's high. no more slumping. They can't ride the high of especially since some of the injured guys might be coming back, except for Cam. Cam will be out another week or so, which <sighs> we, just, we just found out today. But I mean, listen, less Cam means more Tony Snell. Which like let's be real here, Tony Snell has been great ever since he's been put in the starting lineup. So. You know, I'm not saying I'm happy Cam is hurt. Of course I'm not, but I'm not going to complain it about more Tony Snell. Though. I'm just joking. Well, I mean, you can feel like that all you want, but I mean, it's not how I feel. No, I understand. Apparently, Tony Snell has been hooping on the award segment of the podcast. I was actually going to make an award just for Tony Snell called like most consistent or something, but we, I ended up not putting that in there, and that's who would have won it. Is Tony Snell? Just, so. just, just oh, we Tony. come back against the Raptors. Um, and, uh, I mean that was that game was right. like a month ago. No, so our our game on Thursday is against the Raptors. Oh, that's what you meant. I thought you meant the like game against the Raptors in February or something. Oh, that's just looking ahead of our schedule. We played the Raptors, the Kings, the Cavaliers, the Rockets, and then the Thunder. Oh my gosh, dude! If we came, if we go zero and three against the Cavs, I don't know, dog. I, that, like, that will hurt. Also, dude, it, this is, the, this the, is the Rockets. Bad. The Rockets are on like eleven or twelve game losing streak. So, we dude, the Rockets are done. Down. 
Look, yeah. I'm, I'm calling it now, and this really isn't calling anything because there's been like a bunch of rumors about this. Oladipo is going to be gone pretty soon here. It does look like it, yeah. I mean, that might hurt. I mean, that might help the Rockets. He has been absolutely struggling in Houston, but... You know, I you know. maybe they can get a couple of seconds for him. We'll, we'll be seeing Yola Depot. We'll be wishing him well. Uh, just hopefully he doesn't go to like a team that's competing with us in the East. Because I, I, you know, if the Hornets like made a big trade to be, get better, I'd be pretty pissed. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> like if they if they traded for Vucevic, because apparently Vucevic might be on the move. If they traded for Vucevic, I'd be I'd be upset. I'd be like damn, we're, we're really gonna get outperformed by the Hornets this season. But, you know, I mean, it happens. It happens. But I think we should get on Look, into the this, actual this content. this is the time the when we need, a, we need a winning skid. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just say, these upcoming games, we need to win. So Yeah, I, we need to we need to come at All-Star break with a few wins. Like, we need to win. I mean, just go consistently above 500 for the next month. Like, if you can stay above 500 until DeAndre Hunter is back, then I think the dooming period can finally be over. But... We'll, we'll just have to cross our fingers and see. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully, Nate and the boys can pull it out. But well, you know, this, this season's been very unpredictable. So who who the hell knows? But yeah, we need to. We should get into the uh, real content of this episode. Yes, we should. Which I should. You want me to explain what we're doing today on the okay. episode? Go ahead. Me and Logan are being, are, are going to be coming together for an award show. But a mid-season awards show, you know, we're not done with the full season yet, but we will be doing a mid-season awards. We've officially hit the midway point of the season. There's only a second half left. There's no more looking forward to it. So it's time. It's time to get right into our mid-season awards. I will say, me and Logan, I came up with the awards, and then I sent Logan the awards with my name, so me and Logan won't have, like, the same exact answers just because that'd be pretty boring. So, if we don't seem, like, surprised at, like, somebody's answer on something... Well, I haven't seen Logan, so I might be, but he's seen mine, so if, like, Logan doesn't seem surprised at, like, some of my answers, that's why. But that was just for content quality, pretty much. And Jackson has some silly damn answers, so... Do I really? I went okay. I mean, you just, you you just went, you thought outside the box. Can you tell me which ones are silly when we, when when I say them? Uh, Silly wasn't the right word. You, You were just thinking outside the box. I definitely was thinking out of the box because you know, some of these awards could be uh, are very easily just like oh that one Trey oh that one Team John MVP oh <laughs> Trey yeah on. I mean basically but I guess while we're on the topic of Team MVP uh, I'll go ahead and go first since we're talking out of the box and Team MVP my Team MVP for the first half of the Hawk season is actually not going to go to Trey Young I'm going to be giving it to DeAndre Hunter I feel like uh, without him we were a way worse team um, we were also way better with Hunter when we had a a certain bad coach uh, coaching us. So, I mean, it's only going to get better. Um, what Hunter did on offense and defense was really valuable. I mean, he was very consistent as well. And that's something, like, in the first few weeks of the season, at least, like, you can't really, like, say that Trey was too consistent. And But up until the injury, uh, DeAndre Hunter was definitely my team MVP for the first half. So, yeah, what, what do you think about that? I mean, definitely this is one where you can easily just say Trey. But, Logan, what are your, what are your thoughts on my DeAndre Hunter pick? I, for think, team MVP? I think that's does, fair does enough. Does it make sense for you? I think it's fair. You know, ultimately... The team MVP, of course, like the best player on the team is Trey Young. Um, I, neither of us are gonna put Trey for team MVP just because it'd be a little too boring, a little too easy. Oh, I Do, thought you were gonna put Trey for MVP. I thought about it, but I, I changed my mind. I mean, you know, wink, okay. wink. Trey Young is the MVP. He's the team's best player. But you know, j- just for the sake of a, a interesting podcast, I don't think either of us is gonna put him there. But Hunter's a fair player to put there. I, I think it's completely reasonable. Um, I think 
just the fact that he got injured and the season instantly went to crap for a bit, I think that's enough evidence for, like, yeah, see, he's he's our MVP, man. Look what happened when he got hurt. Like, we lost 9 out of 11 games or whatever it was, or 9 out of 12. So, yeah, I, it's a completely valid um, choice for team MVP. But the, the guy that I chose for it is, I, I, you might not like this, it's Clint Capella. No, I, I actually do like that. And the reason is, is not because he's the best player. He's not the best player on the team. But when you think about all the injuries we've had this season, especially to the free agents in just sort of the way that guys like Gallinari have disappointed, the way that guys like Reddish have disappointed, it, it's just this roster is very similar to the roster from last year. The, the roster from last year, which won 19 games total over the course of what, what was it, 72 games or 68 games or whatever it was before COVID shut it down. Clint Capella is the main piece that changed that, and like DeAndre Hunter getting better, and the team is like nine or ten wins above its pace from last year. So clearly, Clint Capella is such a valuable and instrumental player in this roster as right like as it's been for the past two months. That I think there's a fair argument that you could say Clint is sort of the MVP. Like he's the reason why the team has been able to win. Really, any games, especially since Hunter's come down. Like ever since Hunter went down, Capella's been pretty phenomenal. Um, he's leading the league in offensive rebounding. I think second in total rebounding. His offense can leave stuff to be desired. He he misses some layups. He you know has some free throw troubles. Safe to say, but what he provides on defense, what he provides rebounding, it's it's ultimately just changed the way the team can work. Um, and yeah, I mean, is he the best player in the team? No, but. I think because of how much better he just single-handedly has made the defense and just sort of how much offensive possessions he can save with his rebounding, I'll call him Team MVP. Just for the, just for the sake of, you know, going a little out there. But, yeah. I, uh, I If you take the word, like the phrase, most valuable player literally, which we're not, and, but if you talk about, like, if we don't have Capella who would play, it'd be Bruno and Okongwu. He's definitely the most valuable in that. So I, just, I think that's kind of interesting. Oh, that too. He he also has probably some of the worst backups on the team, right? Like some of. <laughs> okay, he has the worst backups the... on the team, so it's important that he plays well. Because if he if he was like like remember Capella when he first started the season, he was just clearly not up to speed. If he was still that guy, we'd be in so much trouble because we would Ocon- like we would we wouldn't be talking about like playoff push. We'd be talking about like lottery push. Yeah, and like because Okongu just clearly isn't ready to play any substantial minutes. Um Bruno, Bruno is Bruno. Like, don't think we need to be too rude there. But Bruno is Bruno. He's not long for the NBA, in my opinion. So, it's it's made Clint being good that much more important. And of course, Gallo and John have both played the five, but um, it's it's definitely safe to say that the Hawks' best minutes have been when Clint Capella is on the floor as our center. So, oh, one hundred percent. So that's that's my pick for sort of team MVP. No, I mean I like that pick. I uh, I originally I was very low coming into the season on Capella. You know, I, over the past all season I was like, yeah, we should flip him for more assets. I, I think I've been thoroughly proved wrong by Clint Capella. You know, I'm willing to accept that. You know, it is what it is. I think so, I think you know I'll I'll love the Clint. My my timeline on Clint has been pushed back here because I used to think, man, we'll have Clint for one year and then a Kong will be ready and then we'll trade Clint. Now I'm like, man, we'll have Clint for two years and then a Kong will be ready and then we'll trade Clint. <laughs> Like you know, well, I've actually gotten to the point to where I, I'm kind of like, yeah, maybe a Kongu will just like play himself into like a very nice like backup role, and then Evan Mobley in two years. But 
A lot of moving parts in that one. But we'll, we'll just have to see. Let, let's move on. Let's move on. No, I, I do agree with your team MVP. I think I think both of our answers are very solid. They're also very, you know, not... They're going against the grain a bit. Like, they're not hot takeish, but they're not... Oh, Trey Young's our MVP 30 and 10. Just look at the stats. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be pretty boring. So, right. for my for our next category, we're going to be doing most surprising. I did... I, I don't think I told you this, Logan. This could be most surprising in terms of either one being surprisingly good or two being surprisingly bad. I went with uh, my surprisingly good candidate, which is obviously going to be Clint Capella. I know I just said on him for the all season. I mean, during the all season, I was slandering him before the season, slandering him preseason. I was like, yes, I've been validated. My slander was right. Clint's trash. And then it's the season of progress. I was like, you know, what? I I might have been wrong. I might have listened to uh, the pundits a bit too much. Listen to some people who like don't like Clint as much as the next person. And uh, I, I was led astray. You know, and I, I, you know, Clint's good. He's like straight up good. Like without Clint, our team's way worse. Like I even straight up had to tell somebody that the other day when they were like kind of slandering Clint. I was like, without without Clint, this team is not good at all. And that's like, you take like you put all of our injured guys back and just take Clint off the team. Like this team is not very good. What he does on the boards and what he's been doing on defense this year, way too valuable. But I do think that he can certainly improve. I do think some of his shots can be, uh, you know, not ironed out as much as just, like, fixed. Like, the post hooks are probably something he needs to lay off. And I would like to see him uh, go up stronger sometimes. But other than that, I mean, thoroughly, Clint Capella's been, like, the most surprising player on my team in a good way in the fact that he was just, you know, surprisingly good to great for our entire first half of our season, which is something I expect to continue in the second half of the season, which I'm sure everyone does. Yeah. So, uh, my most surprising is... It's gonna be Donja Hunter, man. I just, I just didn't see this coming. I, I know Jackson didn't necessarily see this coming either. It's sort of a Hawks talk staple, right? That we are just so incredibly wrong about about Hunter. Um, and you know, I just, it's, it's funny eating my words in that because I just did not. My thing with Hunter was like, was he god awful last year? Like, no. Like he was a rookie. He, he's gonna have mistakes. He had some great moments. He, he showed he could shoot a little bit. He showed he had size. Like, truly good NBA build. But my thing was like, I don't know how this guy's gonna get much better without drastically improving his handle and how he like his sort of whole mindset and how he gets to the rim and how he sees himself as a player. And then the dude went out there and like literally did what I said. Like he improved his handle a bit. He's a lot better at just creating offense for himself. He's so much better as an isolation scorer than he was last year. He realized he's like six seven and built. Like he's not afraid. And he's he's gotten better on defense, so I he has surprised me to the point where I just have to take my L and like yeah I was wrong about Hunter, my bad. I'm never gonna doubt DeAndre again because these 15 games without him or t- almost 20 games without him have have sucked. So yeah, Hunter is my most surprising, of course surprising in a good way. And uh, and I miss him, I miss him dearly. That that's all. I mean he'll be back soon because he actually uh, didn't need a second P- PRP injection. So I mean we're looking at a. Assuming assuming Cam can come back from his injury, we're looking at a, a full squad. Dare I say it? At some point, pretty soon here, we'll and I'm see. scared to say it now because it can easily I, change. It seems yeah. like it seems like we get one person back and two people get hurt. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna call my shot here. I think by my birthday, we're gonna have pretty much a healthy squad. And my birthday, when's your birthday? April second. So that's that's my okay, prediction. You know, that's my prediction. We got I'm about, hold you to that. I'm got got you about to a that. month. Got about a month for you know Hunter's knee to get fixed up and for Chris Dunn to materialize. Oh, he'll definitely be back before then. Be I think my person. issue in that term, my issue in that time is just somebody else not getting hurt and Cam not being like, oh yeah, we, what did we mean by one week? We actually meant like one year 
And it's like, oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. yeah. I mean, that's how this training staff goes. But all right, on to the next year, the next award. I will say it's kind of funny that for team MVP, I had who you had for most surprising, and for uh, most surprising, I had hit, I had for you for who you had as MVP, which is just I don't know, like pretty funny. That we look at uh, this, man. But most disappointing. This is a category which uh, will go to the most disappointing player. Um, originally, I was actually going to do a funny little joke. I was snickering about it the day of, and because I, I we've been looking at planning out this episode for like, about a week now, I was like, hey, I'm going to put Lloyd Pierce as my most disappointing, and then he got mm. fired. So. <laughs> Well, you can't do that. So uh, I actually went with most disappointing, and I, uh, you know, apologies, Nona. You know, love uh-huh. you. Yeah. You know, I never knew you, but you know, you knew all her. love, Nona. You knew, you knew her. I in knew spirit. your spirit. Uh, most disappointing going to go to Gallo. Uh, straight up, there's just some games where he's incredibly frustrating to watch, not only on defense like we expected, but also on offense where he's just bricking everything, and you're like, oh, this guy's a shooter. Yeah, he's terrible at it. So. And I do think Gallo will improve. He just needs to be more consistent this second half. I have faith in him. I will say he played phenomenal against the Magic. He was he was he well, was a big he, reason. Did he why play good against the the Heat as well? I think he did. He was okay, you know. But the big thing was I the know Magic. he did on the Sunday game, but the Monday game because against the Magic, not only did he hit five threes, but he played legitimately okay defense against Vucevic. So it's clear with with Gallo, you just need a, another slow white guy. On the floor, and he can he can play defense on him. So, yeah, uh, that's definitely a good choice for most disappointing. But again, and he would be my number one choice. But again, for sake of good content, he's not who I'm choosing. This might hurt your feelings a bit, Jackson. But my dis- most disappointing player is Chris Dunn, because I oh ex- wow, that's a good one. I didn't even think about that. I one. expected to freaking see him within the first half of the season. Well, I will say there was actually also an injury update on him. He's going to be back soon, by the end of the month. I'm, apparently, I'm not, I'm not buying it till I see it, dog. I'm not buying it till I see it. You're until not buying I, it until you see him on the bench, huh? I, until I see him like slapping the floor, doing his angry defense thing, man. I'm not, I'm not buying a damn thing, and that's why I'm disappointed. It's not that he's played poorly; it's just he hasn't played at all, and it's like. When we signed him, I was so excited because, like, man, we got a great, like, all NBA level defender on a what was it, five million year deal? Like, this is perfect. Like, he's a perfect guy that you can just play next to Trey in the crunch time. But he he just hasn't been there yet, man. Like, Kyle was so right. Kyle before this season started, he was like, "Look, man, I don't know if we're gonna see Dunn for a while. That man's got a whole bunch of shady injuries going on ever since he was in Chicago." And Kyle Kyle hit you know. He had the he had the he had the hammer on the head with that one, like straight up. Yeah, so you know he's been my most disappointing guy so far. But I think in the second half of the season, I think if you were the, one of the questions later on is most likely to break out in the second half. I think you could put Chris Dunn there. Not that he's going to break out and like average thirteen points a game, but he could break out and prove like yeah, this is why like I'm revered as an all defense level guy but well I should probably yeah. add in in that it's kind of funny how you said that Chris Dunn was your most disappointing and like on the other hand I didn't even think about Chris Dunn like I honestly kind of forgot he was on the team and like I like Chris Dunn so yeah that just exactly. goes to uh that goes to show you that Logan might be on to something there and by on to something I mean he's probably right if we're being honest I I do agree with you on the breaking out in the second half part I don't know I don't I didn't put Chris Dunn my most likely to break out in the second half of the season which is a category in here but uh I uh uh, yeah, I do I mean, think he could be that very well. It's a valid and just not answer, on, I feel like he could add some stuff on offense. So. Alright, well, yeah, I guess we're going to go ahead and move on to our next category. Yep. 
our, our, our next post category is, uh, while we're staying on the topic of being negative, is the team least valuable player. Um, yes, sir. There, there was a few candidates for this one. Um, one of them got fired, so now we're down <laughs> to two of them. Uh, we're going to be looking at Brandon Goodwin and Bruno Fernando. Out of those two, I decided to only go with one. I felt like it'd be a bit of a cop-out to choose both of them, even though that very well you can. I, uh, I decided to go with Brandon Goodwin. I just don't like him. I'm just going to be honest. At least Bruno's, like, tall. I just don't like Brandon Goodwin. I'm sorry to say it. He's bad. I think this is flat-out the wrong answer, honestly. I regret giving him a contract this past offseason. Straight up. Brandon Goodwin had, I think, one game. I forget what it was. But he made a couple good plays, and it, it swung the game in our favor. So that one game alone, I'm giving him credit for. I... Don't want to be mean to Bruno, so I'm going to go with Rondo. No, let it out. This is the point. I'm going with Rondo here. You're going with Rondo? I'm going with Rondo here. Look, I thought about Rondo and for on-court performance, sure, but what Rondo does off oh the my. court and We don't know what he it. does off the court. So it's, it's Schlenk was hyping it up in a recent interview. Schlenk has to cover his ass. He gave the man a two-year, $15 million Well, I mean, contract. to be fair, I mean, Schlenk's seat is definitely getting warm. Uncle Tony's about to go down there and fire his chin <laughs> ass if he don't start winning. <laughs> I mean, straight up, dog. So you know, Schlank is just trying to protect himself. You know what I mean? Let's let's not uh, let's not go crazy here. But yeah, I, I think just based off expectations and frankly salary, like yeah, I think I'm not gonna be mean to Bruno, who frankly nobody expected to be good. Whereas Rondo, no, that's not, that's that's cat. Every people expected Bruno to be good. Like no, even if you not, thought he was just a bench year. center, not wait, this year. Okay, 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 okay. I was about to say, do I need need I remind you how many seconds we traded for that guy? But uh, I'm like, I'm like, I, I get I get where you're going. Who this year expected Bruno to be good? I'm not talking about last year when we drafted him. So yeah, I, I went with Rondo. Um, you know, fight me about him, man. I don't I don't care. Dude sucked. I'm, I I do not like watching Rondo. I didn't hate the signing when he did it. Now Dude, the step back threes he takes at the end of the clock literally bring me closer to hell. Like and, every time he shoots, one. and he's not even a bad shooter. That's the one thing he's actually been solid at this year. He's shooting like thirty eight percent from three. He needs just, he needs to sh- shoot more, just less of those. Uh, and maybe I don't even know. But yeah, those I are. Mean, I'm kind of sad that nobody went with Bruno on this one. Like this is why we kind of need to like somebody else for this episode, just so we could go ahead and get Bruno his deserved slander. I don't. I don't feel good slandering Bruno. I don't know how you. I, I feel fine. I feel great about it. I do it with a smile. Clearly, you're you're you sound absolutely elated right now, and I, I just. Dude, every time Bruno comes into the game, I just like. I sometimes I just go ugh. I type do kind of laugh. Ugh, I do. I do kind of like laugh when he comes into the game. It's like, oh wow, we're we're down this bad, huh? <laughs> the, the down bad patrol Twitter should just like post a picture of like Bruno coming out to the floor. Yeah, it's it's not it's not a fun time, but I feel bad for the kid, man. So I, I don't. Maybe I, he's just struggling because of being the only NBA player from Angola. It's just the weight of the world is on his shoulders, man. But uh, yeah, so I think we got a few more awards. What's next? What you got for us? We have two more. We have two more awards. They are but they kind of both go together, but we'll do them separately. Most likely to break out in the second half is the first one. I am gonna say it. And this is this is the moment I've been waiting for. My winner for that award for most likely to break out in the second half is going to go to Cam Reddish. Now this one will be postponed about that. It should be known. <laughs> I made this uh, by a week at least. And also, if he never plays, I would like it to be known I made this list before that it was even announced. 
That is true. So, my reason why Cam will be better. Firstly, everyone knows it that Cam Reddish worse. was... <laughs> okay, that's just rude, Logan. You want to go join Lloyd Pierce and the people who got fired from their job because they slandered and bullied Cam? All right, didn't think so. Back to what I was saying. Remember last year when we drafted Cam? I do. And, like, one of the big things was, like, oh, he was playing hurt. There you go. That's the first piece. And then it was, oh, he's recovering. There you go. There's the second piece. And then we got to the good Cam at the end of the part of the season, also known as, and, Logan, are you ready for it? Yeah. Healthy Cam Reddish. He's going to come back soon. So, before this, the first half of the season, he was hurt. The second half, now he's recovering. And so we probably have like a few bad games when he comes back to recover. But then after that, it's good Cam Reddish time again. This sounds like the bargaining stage of grief to me. No, but. no, 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 no. This is more like the, uh, you know, whenever like you kind of buy something and you're just like justifying, and you're, and you're slowly starting to do that. It's like, yeah, why did I buy this? It was terrible. But then you start like justifying your head. It's like, you know what? I can use it for this or this. But in reality, you're like, yeah, well, maybe it was just a bad purchase. Except I don't think it was. I think Cam, second half of the season, Cam going to be an issue. And then playoffs Cam is going to be a big issue. He, he will be a big issue for somebody. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't I, I, is, is that Are you saying what I think you're saying? Are you saying he's going to be an issue for no, us? No, I'm not, I'm not saying nothing. I'm just I was actually going to make... I was actually going to make a joke and be like, he'll be a big issue for another team in the playoffs. Because if he's on the floor, it means they're down by a lot. But uh, no, he'll, he'll be playing valuable minutes. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I think you're going to like my answer for this award. He's I'm ready. That, it better be a, Cam. He, he's a guy that you and I like. It's not Cam. Okay. Now, now during the offseason when we have the who do we think is going to break out next year, I'll, I'll do Cam then. Let me just go ahead and say that, all right? Next season, I'll say Cam. That's just an answer out. every offseason for now on. Yeah, for sure. Um, my second half of the season, man. Bogdan Bogdanovich. He's gonna show y'all why he's worth the money. He's he's gonna. Good answer. Good answer. He's. I'm not saying he's gonna put up 18 points a game, but he's gonna give us like 14 or 15 and four assists a night, and he's gonna be shooting good percentages. And we're gonna. He's gonna be the guy that we're like, bro. Like Trey can't get it going, but we just give the ball to Bogey. Just give it to Bogey, and he'll figure it out, man. So. Look, I like Bogey a lot. I know Jackson likes Bogey a lot. I want to like him just because I like what he brings and I like the idea of what he can do for offense. And I just, it'll hurt me if he doesn't break out. So I need him to break out because I really, I, I just, I, I want to see, I want to see Bogey prosper, man. I want to see Bogey bring us to greatness. So, yeah, man, I, I think healthy and just get get his feet under him and get his jump shot right. I'm not saying he'll like be sniping, shooting 42% from three, but I think he'll give us a good 14 and four a game. That is four assists anyway, um, and like shooting 38, 39% from three. And I think it's just going to be sort of exactly what we need. And I think he's going to be able to create a lot of stuff off the dribble, which we just don't have right now besides Trey. So, yeah, man, he, he's my guy. He's he's who's breaking out in the second half, and we're going to need him to. I'm glad Look, you like that answer. Bogey is single-handedly going to be the reason why Schlink keeps his job. Well, <laughs> I mean, technically, no, say like, it's Trey. Because ima- imagine how bad it'd be if Trey oh, yeah, was Trey. Like, oh, he, if, they would all be fired. Like the entire front office will be fired. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm surprised. Like, wait, have the Kings moved on from the GM? The GM that drafted Bagley? I, I don't really know. Yeah, no, they. Uh, he um, did he no. Yeah, he he stepped down last year, and they uh, hired Monty McNair from the Rockets. So, 
all I'm saying is that the the Suns GM is lucky that CP3 was willing to get traded there. That's all I'm saying, man. Because I'm sorry, DeAndre Ayton, not worth the hype, dog. He, he's he's not better than he's not even better. Shea Gilgis Alexander would have been a better pick than Ayton, just like as as it is right now. But wow, it, wow, that's that, that's that. not really hot, but. Yeah, I mean, that, at this point, at this point, at, at this point, to me, Shea's the third best player in the class. Some people have him second. Well, the, we call those people idiots, but oh, okay, uh, yeah, that's fair. But, but I, I've seen people you're talking about, and I, look, all right, you know what? How about we just have a little one minute long sidebar? Shea Gildas Alexander is a very great player. He's a fantastic isolation scorer. He's he's good with using his length and his handle. He's shooting well. He's shooting like forty one percent from three. He's not better than Trey. He never will be better than Trey. All right, so like, if you're taking Shea over Trey, then frankly, you're an idiot, and that, that's just how how simple it is. I love Shea. I would take him third in the 2018 draft if we were like to redo it. And I liked Jaron Jackson, and I like Aiden, but I'm taking Shea over him. He ain't better than Trey. He's it's it's not even that close, frankly. Trey Young is a top three or top five playmaker in the league. That's so valuable. That's more valuable than anything Shea will be able to do anytime soon. So, yeah. Stop stop with that goofy talk. That, that's all I'm saying. I mean, I respect it, Logan. I respect it. You know, I'm you went out of, there, you went out for Trey. It's kind of like I do with Cam. Um, I'm tired of the goofies. I mean, yeah. You know what? That's fair. Let, let, I, I do think Bogdan will be a, be a very significant part. Our team's just better when Bogdan plays. Like, people who say that Bogdan's overpaid, like, maybe you're right, but this team is undoubtedly better when Bogdan's playing. Like, there's did, no doubt in my mind about that. Did Bogdan get, get hurt in the first or second Hornets game? It was the, the first uh, Hornets game. The second game. one. No, it was the second one. Are you sure about that? Because we played them at our, uh, our – no, we played them at Atlanta. We lost, and we went to their place over the weekend and lost. And Bogdan got hurt that game. All right. Well – I'm just trying to do the quick math of our record with and without Bogdanovich. So, I'm trying to think. We are 4-1, and one, and then we went on a losing streak. Where we lost 1-2-3, and then Bogdan. So, we were 4-4 four and four by the time Bogdan got hurt. I'm not counting the loss when he went down. And then we've been 2-0 and oh since he's came back. So, we're 6-4 and four with Bogey. And in total, we're four games under 500. So, yeah, we're a lot better when Bogey's playing for us. Ignore the extremely small sample size, all right? And extremely... Ignore my my incredibly concerning math. All right, so yeah, man, we we need Bogey. We need him pretty pretty badly. But let's go ahead and uh, hand out this last award. All right, the last award and category is most likely to regress in the second half of the season. There, I had a few candidates for this one, which one of them could be trade just from natural natural regression. My winner of this award is John Collins, and. I'm gonna fuel the flames a bit more. This is this is the stuff that this is why people don't like Hawks talk sometimes, Logan. If he's still on the team, he's the winner of this award, in my opinion. He's gonna be on the team. No, he is. I've got to the point where I think the most likely scenario is he gets signed and traded in the offseason. But that's a different topic for a different I think his numbers will go down with uh Bogey being back, Clint playing as well as he does, Hunter being back, and then uh you know, like I said on my previous one, um, post injury Cam Reddish. I don't necessarily agree. I, like I still think he's going to average like seventeen. I, I just games. think, but too many cooks in the kitchen, and I, I just think it's going to show. But the like, offense is going to get better. Be like we, the offense is just going to score more, in my eyes. No, but I, John's going to be a, a least. He's going to no, be less part of that. 
I'm telling you who's going to be a smaller part of that, and he's my guy as the most guy to uh, regress. It's Kevin Herter. I honestly forgot he's on the team, so you have to kill me some slack here. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Herter's guy I got regressing. I, I appreciate it's clear that he's a very talented offensive player, and he's a valuable guy in this league. But Bogdanovich is just a more refined version of Kevin Herter. Bogdanovich is coming back. Tony Snell is showing that he deserves minutes. Quote unquote post injury Cam Reddish will be will be showing up eventually. John's coming back, Hunter's coming back. Hurt Herder's gonna be going back to the bench. At least for some games. I don't know if he's gonna be on the bench every game. Like they might sort of make the the starting lineup sort of malleable. But yeah, man, Kevin Herter may have played the best couple months of basketball of his Hawks tenure these past this past month or two. Um, he was definitely entertaining to watch. He made this team fun, even when uh, even though know, right now his three pointer just here. isn't falling. His three pointer just isn't falling. But um, yeah, man, I uh, I just you know hopefully he, hopefully he's okay to go back to that bench role because I mean frankly if if Schlenk wanted to make a trade, I think capitalizing on Herder's value right now would be okay. Except like we're trying to make the playoffs, so don't don't trade a good player just like to capitalize on value. Like just use the value to win games. But you know. Um, so yeah, that's who I think is most likely to sort of, uh, regress a little bit. I think he's just going to flat out just get fewer opportunities. Although I do think his three point percentage will, um, you know, it'll get better. He, he's not a, I think right now he's shooting like 35, 36%. He's a better shooter than that. So I would, I would expect that number to go up, but overall I, I just expect him to play less and get fewer opportunities to be like the main offensive player on the floor. So yeah, man, I, uh. I just that's why things gonna regress a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I see that. I mean, I I feel like our both lords are good answers, straight up. This is why we're the best podcaster in the uh, metro New England area. We're just we're just on our shit, man. Straight so, up, yes. Straight up. All right, how about one last little thing? And I I don't want you to think too hard about this, but just a quick answer. What do you think our final seed is come the last game of the season? Seven. Same. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say seven. Wow. Look at that chemistry, people. No, I, I feel. I think seven's good. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, of course, I don't want to be a seven seed. I don't want to play in the playing games, but I'm content with that. And I, I think we'll play like, <sighs> scary as it might be, we might play like the Hornets or the Knicks in the playing games, <laughs> which is daunting considering how much they whooped our asses by, but. You know, we'll just have to see. Dude, man. look, if we lose to the Knicks in the playing games, might be time to move the franchise to Winnipeg. Straight up, like I don't know, dog. Like I'm gonna be down bad after that. Yeah, we'll just have to see. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. But yeah, uh, I, I think that wraps up our, our our little award show. No, that was a good little award show. I'm I, I always like to do the award show. There's just something fun about them. Going back to our uh, old days, doing the one and done. I've always enjoyed doing the little award show. That they give you a chance to give your input and also hand out the, a little knickknacky award. The one and done really was just a list podcast. <laughs> Straight up, yeah. That's why it was so bad. We just read out lists, but you know, hey, you got. We have basically made a Buzzfeed list into a podcast. <laughs> just like Buzzfeed has had a sports section. And although Jake is about the least BuzzFeed person imaginable, but, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Love you, Jake. How you doing, I, I miss those days sometimes, but I really don't. No, Jake's doing good. I talked to him the other day, you know. Shout out to Jake. He needs to do his podcast. Y'all go yell at him. 
at Jake's Hot Takes on Twitter. And even better, you could probably find his personal account and yell at him there too. He's not doing it. He's never podcasting again. He's out the game. He's out of the game, yeah. Straight up, love you, Jake, but I, you should have quit, dog. You had potential. Yeah, man. I, you know, he bought a new mic and everything just to do two podcasts with He it. bought, like, an entire setup and did, did, like, four podcast episodes, rebranded his podcast, and it was just That, that, that Alaska there. money's real, man. No, it is. It's especially better considering that, congrats to Jake, by the way, he's a uh, police officer now in the state, so you know what? Round of applause. I'm like, that dude, that dude has a new career, like, every week. I mean, you know, he's he's chasing a bag. Chase a bag. Never chase a bitch. Damn. That's real. All right, I think we're ready to wrap this up. Yeah, I'm ready to wrap this up. Um, Fun fun, fun episode. We're, I mean, a lot more Hawks, Hawks Talks content coming over the next few uh, few days, especially the week. Hawks are starting back up on Thursday. Reason to be excited. So instead of wandering around until you go to bed, now you can watch the Hawks then wander around until you go to bed. So. Yep. Yay. Uh, but... Logan, do you have anything else you want to say before we end this? Don't think so. I think I'm, I think I'm good to go. Well, that's that'll do it for episode 30 of the Hawks Talks podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all your recent support recently. As always, I've been Jackson. That's been Logan. We'll see you on episode 31 of the Hawks Talks podcast. Stay safe out there, and we love you. Goodbye. Peace. At Capella University, education is as smart as the world around us. With the FlexPath format, you can take classes at your own pace, set your own deadlines, and even leverage your previous experience to move faster. Now that's smart. Learn more at capella.edu. Want to save 17 gallons of fuel every 1,000 miles? You can with the powerful combination of Michelin X1 tires and the Michelin Energy Guard aerodynamic solution on your truck. Michelin X1 tires can reduce rolling resistance up to 30% for more fuel savings. And Michelin Energy Guard helps you control airflow for lower costs per mile. Go to business.michelinman.com slash fuel saver for details and start saving today. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. Want to save 17 gallons of fuel every 1,000 miles? You can with the powerful combination of Michelin X1 tires and the Michelin Energy Guard aerodynamic solution on your truck. Michelin X1 tires can reduce rolling resistance up to 30% for more fuel savings. And Michelin Energy Guard helps you control airflow for lower costs per mile. Go to business.michelinman.com slash fuel saver for details and start saving today. Your next success begins with University of Maryland Global Campus. With no application fees, if you apply by May 31st, there's never been a better time to focus on your future. UMGC offers 100% online and hybrid courses, personalized advising, affordable tuition, and more than 90 degree specialization and certificate programs in numerous career-relevant fields. Put yourself on the path to succeed again. Apply by May 31st and pay no application fee. Learn more at umgc.edu slash podcast. Certified to operate by CHEV.